Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. Um, this is going to be a little bit more of a somber episode, but the guest is one of you guys' favorites. She's been on the show quite a few times. I've lost count. She is a digital creator. She's a model. She's a CMO of Milkina. Welcome back to the show, Maria El Saldic. Hi, Noor. Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited to be back, especially because me and Noor have been on FaceTime um, for the past three days for at least three hours a day, at least. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of things to say. And um, what better way to get out a lot of those things than on this podcast? Yeah, because I I mean, as you guys probably know, if you're on Instagram, if you're on social media, if you follow me, if you follow Maria, you know what's been happening in Palestine. You know that the people have been suffering in Gaza City alone. This is the sixth consecutive day of airstrikes meaning they have not had any break. like there's been no break it's it's a non-stop thing my family is from gaza i'm currently texting them and they are literally trying to identify where the sound of bombing is coming from because at this point it's happening so often and in so many places without rhyme or reason that they can't even narrow down where the general area is um, yeah it's it's absolutely horrific but um something interesting about you know this time around i say this time around because you know israel often bombs gaza um and the thing that's so interesting about this time around is that there's been a lot more um me- not media coverage social media coverage that has been not controlled by the israeli government and is not propaganda and I don't think I've ever seen this amount in my life of people showing support for Palestine that aren't Arabs, aren't Muslims. And I think it's, it gives a slight bit of hope because it makes us feel like we can act. We're actually making some sort of difference because for so long we felt so powerless. Uh, when I say us, I mean, Palestinians living in the diaspora. Is that how you say it? Diaspora. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Palestinians living in the diaspora, we felt so powerless to do anything for our people. And I don't know, this time it kind of feels like there's something we can do, and that's use our social media and use our platforms to kind of share the stories and show the solidarity with the Palestinian people. So, and that's honestly like such a it's, it's, we've been so conditioned. And again, whenever I say we, I'm referring to Palestinian people. I'm Palestinian. Maria's Palestinian. Our parents are Palestinian refugees. Like there are so many of us. And I think we've all been conditioned specifically, you know, I mean, Palestinians globally, but Palestinians in America, we are so used to people not knowing and not caring to the point where I had someone posting on their story who, like you said, not Muslim, not Arab, which by the way, there are uh, Christian Palestinians, there are Jewish Palestinians. Palestine is not only populated by Muslims. There are all types of faiths. And, you know, we'll get into it later that this is not an issue of faith. But, you know, I saw this person who is a white American, not Arab, no link at all to Palestine, just someone who sees that there's a humanitarian crisis and she's posting about it and she's raising awareness. And I said, thank you to her. And she was like, why are you thanking me? Like, there's something awful happening. Like, of course, I have to speak up. And I didn't even realize it until that moment that I was so conditioned to just assume and be okay with the fact that people do not care 
about what is happening in Palestine for a few reasons, none of which are good, in my opinion. But we are just so used to screaming into an, into a void. And it's just that's that's the experience that I've had. Yeah, um, I literally exact same experience. I, I keep thanking people. I keep telling people how much I appreciate them. And I almost feel like people are a little bit like confused. They're like, of course, or yeah. like, don't thank me. And I'm like, but I don't think they realize this has how never happened. This has never happened. And not on this, never on this scale ever. Um, I also, actually, I lost my train of thought, but. I think that, first of all, like, we as Palestinian people always are aware of what's happening. We, it, this isn't, this is just at a larger scale right now, but this is a constant ongoing. Um, I can't tell you how many times, you know, my mom will say, Oh, my sister in Gaza hasn't had electricity for days. And I haven't been able to speak to her. Like this is, this is our experience for seven, over seven decades. And to see support online, I can't emphasize this enough because I know that there is this rhetoric going around where like it's performative. And if you're not well-versed on it, if you don't, if you didn't write a dissertation on Palestine and Israel, you're not qualified to talk about it. Anyone who believes in human rights is qualified to talk about what's happening in Palestine. You do not need to, you know, get a PhD to be able to speak on it, I think just understanding that there is an occupied people and an occupier is enough for you to be able to speak on it. And I think that that, again, is just continuing the erasure of Palestinian people by even the fact that anyone is speaking up, they're receiving so much um, shit from people, basically, oh, yeah. for even speaking on it. I... Yeah, this has been the most interesting week. I've had, you know, a lot of people I know that, again, have have no link to Palestine who, you know, have seen not only posts that I post, but like they've seen videos, they've seen it. There's You can't edit a video. You can't edit these things. They're happening. And they're like, oh, shit, like I want to post about this. And then, of course, they're bombarded by an insane amount of hate, people saying, Oh, you don't know the whole story. This is very dangerous to spread. This you you sound anti-Semitic. Like all of these tactics have been used for decades to silence anybody who has ever shown it an ounce of sympathy for the Palestinians. And I and unfortunately, somebody who's for the first time even, you know, talking about Palestine, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh shit, am I saying something wrong? Is this but then it just doesn't make sense because then you do your if you actually do your research, you will still feel you will still see that Palestine is an occupied people. They are, don't have an army. This is not a fair war. This is not a fair fight. You know, removing the fact that it's an, a group of oppressed people and their oppressors. Everything else after that is like it's baseless. Like you can't sit here and draw they they love to draw false equivalencies and when I say they they I mean um Zionists yeah. and um I just want to clarify that Zionism is anyone can be a Zionist it's not a religious affiliation mm-hmm. it is the belief that essentially uh the land between the Jordan River and the sea which is historically Palestine belongs to the Jewish people and um and that, and they have the right to return regardless of anything. And to be honest, like 
Zionism, if you know anything about it, I don't know, nor like how much, how deep you've gone into it, but like it's, it's evolved over time and it's changed. It's yeah. definitely become something completely different than what the original. Yeah. You were telling me about this the other day and that was the first time I had ever heard of it. Um, do you want to kind of like go over the explanation of like how the definition of Zionism has like changed? Do you feel, do you feel comfortable speaking? Um, I, I actually don't know if I, if I, I'm the right person to get, I, I have a, a broad understanding of it. Yeah. Um, when I had learned about how it, it, it changed, it was, it was a while back, but, um, but basically essentially it's now it's used as a device to essentially justify any, by any means, yeah. you know, removing the native population of Palestine and making way for Jewish settlers. And I just want to make it clear to anybody listening um, that because we are Palestinian and because we are, you know, advocate for the Palestinian people does not mean that we do not like Jewish people. It does not right. mean that we are anti-Semitic right. because I don't believe that the actions of the Israeli forces and the gov- and their government and Zionists reflect upon the religion of Judaism and all Jewish people. Not at all. It doesn't. And I I genuinely, truly mean that when I say it, because I know Jews and I don't like, like it's, they, that's not the consensus amongst a lot of them. Like, you know, unless they're just not telling me something, but I don't think that's true. I think that most Jews genuinely hate Zionism. They think that it gives is uh, Jewish people a bad reputation, which I mean, I can definitely relate to that when people commit acts of terrorism in the name of Islam, I am upset by it. it is hurtful to me. I condemn it and I am against it. So I can understand why Jewish people would feel the exact same way. And, and there are so mm-hmm. many Jews speaking up about what's going on. And, and Absolutely. you and I were talking about this the other day, we're like, you know, even just going on Twitter, Reddit, any social media platform, you'll come across like former IDF soldier, former Zionist, all of these former people, these people who formerly believed in the state of Israel and were brainwashed come forward and they share their stories of brainwashing and of the unethical and inhumane crimes that the fascist fucking Israeli government is committing against innocent civilians and they are passionate about it because that is their experience and you can't make that up and you can't you can't say that you know that doesn't mean something because i implore you to find one palestinian to say yeah i used to be pro-palestine and now i'm not because that's never happened there is no reason for that to happen because this isn't about like victimizing us even though palestinians are victims they, it's just so plain and simple that these are people who don't have an army, army. They don't have a military. They don't have a sh- bomb shelters to take seek refuge in when they're being attacked in Gaza City. Currently, they're on the sixth day of constant attacks. And these are people who are sitting in their apartments with their windows shaking, hearing explosions, and just hoping that they don't die. And I and and this isn't to say that, you know, I think it, it's it's just. Honestly, <laughs> there's it's, a lot. We could literally write That's them. what I'm saying. I'm like, there's so much. But I think we wanted to. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't we want to make it a little light in the beginning? We, we did. Share. We didn't do a good so job. Of that. People who have been posting about this incessantly for the past over a week now. Yeah. Um, and 
having our posts be amplified in different places, we have gained the attention of a lot of Zionists and some, which I believe are bots. Um, so we've gotten some interesting messages and I think we wanted to share some. Yeah. We, thank you, Maria, for, for doing a much better job. Like I'm so emotional right now. Like I literally was like, Maria, we're going to start off light. We're going to share our, our DMs. And, and we literally it, went straight to, to just dark, heavy shit. Because it's just, it's so hard. And, and I think that yeah. everyone has just, everyone who's invested in this is just kind of struggling right now because there's just so much happening all the time. Even right now, like, you know, there is bombings happening in Gaza and my cousins are texting me and, and they're freaking out. And, you know, what can I do? And and all we can do is speak out on social media. And then we get DMs like these that might make you laugh a little bit. Maria, would you would you like to go first? Share share some some of your DMs? Yeah, well, I'll start with the first one. <laughs> um, the only worse thing than an anti-Semite is an lying anti-Semite who is trying to hide his anti-Semitic, his anti-Semitic opinions. Um, just false. Purely false. Um, you want to go for the next one? Uh, so I I, 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 I want to, since we're starting off light, just fuck you, F-U-K-E-U with easily 20 Israeli flags, just easily 20. And, and that that is just over and over. I have since blocked the Israeli flag from being able to be commented on my post, but you can't do that for DMs. So my DMs are just flooded with, Fook you and I and my question for these you know extremists is why can't you spell fuck? <laughs> what what what's, what's going on here? Oh, I have a good one. Um, fuck you all, stupid blind motherfuckers! You sleep with your eyes wide open. Come to Israel and see what's going on here, and we will see how defensive you be about them. Fucking ridiculous. Um, I've actually been to Israel um, and Pal- and the occupied Palestinian territories. So I, yeah, I'm still defensive. I'm yeah. actually more defensive of yeah. them now. So. Yeah. Like, um, like that's, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like all of these, I, I, I have yet to see a single argument that isn't either just blatantly false and inaccurate or just like, doesn't make sense. And it's just very yeah. irrelevant. The, I got I, a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I got a lot of messages. Um, so by the way, to everyone listening. <laughs> Be- okay, so Bella Hadid actually ended up reposting something that I wrote and tagging me in it on her story and in her feed. So I think that that was when I got the most amount of hate. Um, and after that, I got a lot of people being like, easy for you to say from, from America, from your nice apartment in New York, you probably can't even point out Israel on a map. And like, you don't even know the difference between Gaza and Jerusalem. And I'm like, yo, you got the wrong, wrong. fucking one. Like, yeah. Don't even don't. That's another thing. They 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 prey on people who don't know enough, uh, don't know a ton of about the situation, and then they inundate them with lies and propaganda and their misinformation and their twisting of the actual truth. And of course, somebody who who isn't super well versed in it is going to be like, oh shit, yeah, maybe I don't know, or yeah, I can't point it out on a map. And like, you know, we're just not the ones that they need to come. Yeah, we're not the ones. And also, I, I want to just really quickly say, because I'm worried that I'll forget, because again, yeah. so many things, but I don't just, you know, I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't argue yeah. with fucking Zionists. It is a waste of energy. And genuinely, truly, I believe it is a weird tactic to try to wear us down. Because what I it will is. say is, is I've been Palestinian for my entire fucking life. 32 years. I've been on social media 
for over a decade. You guys know this. I have always said that I was Palestinian and I have never had this many people sending all sorts of horrible messages. And the reason for that, and, and it, it genuinely breaks my heart that it has to get this bad for there to be this type of response online. But I genuinely believe that the Israeli government and the Israeli people who believe in the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians are freaking the fuck out right now because they're seeing Palestinian people who have platforms like me, like Maria, like Bella Hadid, like all of these people speaking out against what's happening and it's gaining traction and they're panicking. They are literally panicking because they are so used. They're so used to controlling the narrative. I implore you to see any mainstream media publication, not just completely shift the blame onto the clear victims in the situation and barely even touch anything. They don't, they're, they're too scared to even insert the word Israel when they say Gaza has been attacked. Who the fuck attacked Gaza? Did you want to report on that? Like when have you ever read any news article where they're saying that people have been bombed and they are not identifying even the The country that bombed them? Like the government that bombed them, like you're not the religion of the people that, nothing. Like that's what I'm saying. And I don't think religion should be involved in it, but I'm just saying if any other person bombed something, you know, damn well, they're going to mention either where that person is fucking from or what their religious beliefs are. And it's just very apparent in a way where I'm like, I'm not sure how there are still people who aren't seeing this, but it's just, it's. Yeah. And like, I think that. A lot of people ask, but but why would that be? Why would that be? Um, Why are they not reporting it accurately? And I think you need to understand, I mean, this is a whole thing, but I'm sure we're not going to get, can't explain it all. But like Israel and America are so intertwined in their politics, in money, in power. They are super close allies. And the powers that be are the are the powers that are going to share their, who are going to share the, the mainstream narrative. Yeah. And unfortunately the people who are sharing our narrative are the people who are oppressing us. And, and it goes, it's worth mentioning because when I posted this on Instagram, I was shocked at just the sheer amount of people who weren't aware of this in America gives Israel billions of dollars a year and has been doing so for a very long time. Because I posted in 2020 alone, the U.S. has provided Israel with $3.3 billion in security assistance and $500 million for U.S.-Israeli missile defense cooperation. This is just in 2020. And this isn't because of Biden or Trump. This has been going on since the creation of Israel because, I mean, you the United States owns Israel. and And... They're they're like their mommy. Israel wouldn't. Israel can't exist without the United States. Exactly. Like so, like. I mean, what what's just it called? Do the math. Do the math. And, like you know, you can research this anywhere. Like it's it's very easy to find the information about why Israel and the United States are so intertwined and linked and so in support of one another. So, anyways. Yeah, and I mean, the Israeli <laughs> Iron Dome was gifted to Israel from America. Like, happy yeah. birthday here. Here, kill a bunch of people. Happy birthday. <laughs> like, like uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's so apparent to me that it's shocking. And, and I just want to really quickly touch on it. I can't remember if we have, again, my brain, it truly is just like all over the place, but 
and I, and I, I, I don't want to have to repeat this again, but mm-hmm. supporting Palestinian people doesn't make you anti-Semitic. Absolutely there is nothing, not. there is nothing anti-Semitic about freedom for the Palestinian people. When I say free Palestine, I don't mean kill all Israelis. I obviously understand that the people who are born in Israel, that is not their fault. And I will no. not fault them for it. And it's also, it's honestly not their fault that their government right. feeds them a narrative that is incorrect and hateful. Um, I mean, I've heard many, many accounts of how Israeli children are taught from a very young age that all Palestinians want to do are kill Jews and that all Palestinians are savages and animalistic. And this is just a tactic to continue the, their supporters. I mean, that the people who are in our DMs are a direct result of that. They are attacking us because of the way they were conditioned as Israeli citizens or as, you know, people who, whose families support Israel um, because that's what Israel needs. They need funding f- to, to continue what they're doing. They need supporters to continue what they're doing and they need to continue having people trying to fight the true narrative or like to fight even just any Palestinian voice or sympathy. Um, and that's just what that is. But yeah, we're, it, for us, it has nothing to do with religion because Palestinians, again, are there's Palestinian Christians, there's Palestinian Muslims, there's Palestinian Jews, and we don't care about any of that religious shit. Yeah. We care about human rights. We care about, you know, standing up for the for oppressed people, for mm-hmm. occupied people. Mm-hmm. Who cl- there's clearly a power imbalance. Like, I don't know. It, it's just not. It's not what they want. They want it to be a religious thing. They want it us to like get tangled up in that and like yeah some people do fall fall for that some people don't you know what I mean they they'll they'll fall into their trap of like okay yeah then maybe I am xyz if that's what that makes me then I'm that but like no you're not that if like you're just a you just care about human rights and And, human beings their lives I want to talk more about just like social media and, and all of that, but I just really quickly want to say, because again, things just pop into my head and I'm like, I need, I need to tell the people when you think about birthright, I, if you guys don't know what birthright is, if you are a Jew, you can go to Israel for free. The Israeli government will pay for your flight, for your, your stay, your food, everything is fully covered. Why are people not more suspicious of this? Can you imagine if the Catholic Church was flying people to the fucking Vatican? Like, like it's it's very cult like. It's very brainwashy, and it's very sus. And you know, I, I just I really just wanted to mention that. But also, do we want to read a few? I, I wanted. I, I think we yeah. Let's let's one. read a few more. I have a few more juicy. Yeah, uh, I want to read this yeah. this one. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically. Um, they are saying the reason why there are more deaths on the Palestinian side is that Hamas uses the same children you talked about as human shields. And then they go on to say all of these things that Hamas is doing and um, killing innocent Palestinian civilians, which let me, let me just really quickly say that's just not true. The only people who are killing Palestinian children are the Israeli military um, I mean, I, I'm not here to speak in defense of Hamas, but what I will say is that, like, you can't just make things up. And I feel like this weird shifting of the narrative, and that's what I'm saying, like, all of the arguments are either irrelevant or completely false. 
I can't tell you how many DMs I've received just saying Hamas question mark. And like, what about Hamas? Why do we keep harping on this very insignificant group of people who, um, I mean, even if they spent all day trying to attack Israel, they wouldn't even make a dent close to what Israel is doing. It's just, it's not a fair argument and it's genuinely a poor argument. Like just from like a, like an argument perspective, if we want to talk about like the, the, the rules of argument, like that's a really weak argument that just is, doesn't hold up. And also like to say that Hamas is the one hurting Palestinian children is just factually incorrect. It's just not, they're not using children as human shields. That's not happening. That's that, that narrative of like human shields like comes about because the occupied Palestinian territories are densely populated with civilians because Palestine does not have an army because they are occupied by their, by Israel. Israel is the reason these people have no autonomy at all. And every time Israel goes in and says they're, you know, acting in self-defense by bombing, you know, uh, residential buildings of co- there, of course, the death toll on the on the Palestinian side is humongous, but like of, that's where I think this this you know little thing about human shields. It's like no, yeah. these are just human beings. There's a lot yes. of humans living in that area, and you are bombing them. You're bombing the shit out of them. Yeah, and that is why they are dying. And I mean, literally, just hours before we started recording this, there was an Israeli air raid that bombed the uh, a building that was the office of Al Jazeera in Gaza City and the AP Associated Press News offices in Gaza City. This is not an accident. This is very strategic. They, Al Jazeera and AP are maybe the only two major media outlets that are sharing what is actually happening to Palestinian people in any way on the ground. And they don't want that. They don't like that. And I mean, it's clear that even what, I mean, my, my, my posts are being shadow banned. My posts are being deleted. People who are leaving comments using hashtag free Palestine are being deleted. They are being hidden. Like there is a, a just to say that they are not somehow infiltrating these areas and trying to silence people from speaking up about what's happening in Palestine, again, it's right there in front of you. You don't yeah. you don't need to be uh you know well versed in and everything to understand what's happening right before your eyes. And also, Maria and I, you know, we we work in a digital field where we have you know all of these relationships with other creators who also have platforms. And over the years, we have seen them speak up. For injustices, which for mm-hmm. me, I can say for myself, I don't want to speak for you, but like, so one of the main reasons that I think that I really started respecting so many of these creators is when yeah. they were using their platforms to speak up about these humanitarian crises are happening. I don't need what's the plural of crisis crises <laughs> crises. Yeah. Um, happening and, and speaking up against racism and prejudice and, and speaking up against these injustices and, and inequality, that, and, inequality and, and, and that is what makes me truly feel like, wow, you are a good person. I think we can all agree that when someone 
has a large platform and they speak up for people who can't speak up for themselves, like there is a certain level of respect that you will gain for that person. And the silence of these people currently is absolutely not just deafening, but so incredibly disappointing. And, and like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode at the top, I, for years, I've lived my life not expecting anyone to speak out. But now that I'm seeing people speak out, it, it does make me see things for how they are. It's not that people haven't cared about Palestine. It's that people who have platforms and have celebrity of any sort and they, they have not been speaking out. Yeah. And, and that's, or, and, and they don't care, but there are people who care. They're just not those people. And I think there are so many factors as to why people aren't speaking out. I think that they're scared of backlash. I think they're scared because they don't know enough, which I mean, we've all, if you have very, a social media platform, you've dealt with fucking trolls, dude. It's really not that hard. Ignore them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I, 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 like my, my Maria and I have had lots of conversations about this. I don't, I, my empathy for people being like, but I'm getting a lot of backlash. I am so sorry. In the grand scheme of things, it's really not that fucking bad. You can deal with some fucking comments in your inbox that I'm sure you've dealt with for other way less significant issues in the past. And I'm sorry, if Bella Hadid, like the number one supermodel in, the, in this world, is able to speak about mm-hmm. this so much mm-hmm. in so many different places... Gigi Hadid as well, and still be the highest paid models in the industry and still have careers like, and you're so worried about whatever little DMs you might get. I'm sorry, you're a coward and you actually are not a good person. I'm sorry, you're just not because you're a selfish person. You're a selfish person. You're super privileged. You're privileged to the point where you can feel comfortable not saying anything and just sitting back and just being, well, I just don't know enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't know what, what you need, what more you need to know other than the fact that like a civilian population is being bombed right now by one of the strongest militaries in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like what, like we can, we can get into it if you would like, yeah, you but, but, but what, what, what more do you need to hear other than the fact that the death toll just in Gaza, just in Gaza it has surpassed, I think, 120 deaths at this point, just in the last few days. Like, and then I, they want to they want to both sides it, and that is extremely dangerous to do yes. when there is an oppressor and oppressed yes. um, power dynamic. Because both sizing, and I'm sure you, this is a quote I saw on Twitter on somewhere online, but this is so true. Both sizing always benefits the oppressor. Yep, it's the equivalent of all lives matter. Yep, it essentially takes it, it. I mean, it's, it's a false equivalency. You yeah. can't, you can't, you can't talk about that when like the whole root of it started from re- ethnically cleansing a land of its indigenous people. And you're mad that now 70 years later, while they're still being tortured, that they are resisting. I'm sorry. Like there is no moral ground for that. Like, and if you believe if even for even a, a moment that that argument should stand, you are not a good, I'm sorry, you're not a good person. And you are the same people who looked away during the Holocaust. You are the same people yep. who looked away during all of the settler, settler colonialism that destroyed 
all of the Americas and Africa because of European white supremacy and, you know, spreading the word of Christianity. Like you literally are the the same people. And one day, oh, I can't wait. I hope I'm alive the day that, you know, people will look back on this and be like, wow, I can't believe we like let that happen. Yeah. We just sat by. We're not in 1400. Like that's what also blows my mind. We are in the modern world and we have quote unquote learned from our our mistakes in the past, like where we literally genocided all of the Native Americans. And that's barely, you know, that's barely even spoken about in our in our history books. It's spoken so lightly. It's like, you know, I still remember I went to public school in America. The way I learned about, you know, how America came to be, it's very like, oh, and there were some there were some Native Americans there, but like, and like, yeah, we had like a war here and there with them, but like everything was fine at the end because America was made and America is the greatest place ever. And you know, why is it that we were that's, told that story? That, that's what I'm saying. One, it's, it's are the people are the ones, the people who did it are the ones who won and are telling the story now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go on. I'm going. No, but you're, you're, yeah, I, like, I feel like everything you're saying is absolutely. It's relevant though. Relevant. Yeah, it, it is. And also like, that's the thing. Like we know, if you're an American, mm-hmm. you know that history. If you're if you're a human being who exists, because I went to, I learned about history um, in in other international countries where I lived. So you know, Wait, what was that like? Did you what did you did you learn? Like I will say, I think that me going to school in in because I went to high school in the United Arab Emirates in Dubai, and I feel like I learned so much more about the Holocaust than anyone that I've ever really? spoken to in America. Yes, we I learned Yes, we learned so much about it. Like it was I I remember me studying for an entire exam that basically revolved around it and we we had to learn so much about it and that's what I'm saying like the American education system is is the way that history is taught is so manipulated and in the same way where the the narrative where the narrative is being controlled to portray americans as you know we're just the best and that's the same thing that israel is doing currently right now to people who live there they are brainwashing them they talk but i think it's times 10 because it's it's not even after the fact they can't even look back and be like oopsies they're still they're they're still in the current state of ethnic cleansing so they have to completely like brainwash times 10. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's so, I don't know. Uh, my cats are literally having an altercation right now. I don't know why, why this is happening, but um, <laughs> like, they're literally like, I don't know, like, Hey, stop it. Uh, sorry guys. But I think that, you know, the, the, the fact that people also think it's a problem that Palestinians are trying to defend themselves in any way, shape or form to me will also always be a disgusting kind of argument because let me, let me simplify this in the easiest way possible. You're in your house. Someone walks into your house. You do not invite this person to your house. No, not, not walks in. They broke the door down into your house. They show up with 10 other fucking people who have giant fucking guns. And yet if you pull out a gun, does that, does that make you a bad person? Even though, even though you, we all hearing this know that one person with one gun and 10 people with 10 machine guns, it's, we all know what's going to happen. It's not like this person is going to fucking win. No. But you have the right to at least attempt 
to save your own life or protect you your have family. Some human dignity. Like I, 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 that's what I don't understand. Like, why are we not talking about Palestinians like they are human beings? The way they are spoken about is as if they are not humans. And that is one of the largest issues. And I think also, additionally, people are so desensitized to any imagery of any war type situation happening in what's considered to be the Middle East. And, you know, we, Americans are just like, oh, that's just... That's just like how they live. No, that's not how they live. That's that's, and that's not how anyone should live. No, that's how anyone should live. And if you think that that's just how it is, let me give you. Let me just clarify to you that the only reason that it is that way is because of the United States and because of Israel. I'm sorry. And and, and it's just it so, was not like that before. It's so it's so hard for me to to even like try to explain, but like when I see photos of my grandmother and when I see photos, cause my dad was born before the Nakba, which the, today, yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm so sorry if I already mentioned this, but today marks the 73rd um, anniversary of the Nakba, which for those of you who don't know what it is, um, it was the day that Israel, you know, came to be and the ethnic cleansing of over 700,000 Palestinians. Including my my um, grandma and my grandfather and my dad's whole side of the family, um, they were a part of that first ethnic cleansing um, and were forced to actually. So what happened with their family was um, there were nearby, there was a nearby village um, that actually was completely massacred. And, you know, the word was spreading throughout these different uh, Palestinian villages that like they were, that they were, there was like, you know, massacres and they were forcing people out of their homes. And then if you don't leave, you die. And they were basically told you, you have to leave or actually, I think they were told, no, no, they were told that they, they needed to leave or they would die, yeah. but they could come back in two weeks. Yeah. That was actually what they were told. That's what they were told. Yes, that's correct. And so my dad's village, um, you can Google it and actually you can see the name, my the El Sadiq name is on there. Um, it's called Dar al Qasi, D-A-Y-R-A-L. Q-A-S-S-I. So it's a village in very north, what is modern day Israel. And um, it's about five miles south of the border of Lebanon. And they ended up on foot um, just running to the hills of Lebanon. And my my grandma, who was 13 at the time, she actually got lost for two days. Um, and somehow like some other um, Palestinians who were fleeing were able to get her reunited with her family. And um it was, it's just, it's really fucking sad because my grandma's still alive. She's close to 90 at this point. And like, the story isn't made up. And I yeah. was told by many people on Instagram that like, this isn't true. This yep. didn't happen. I'm like, yep. okay. Like, so I'm not really sure why she would choose. I mean, she was like, my, my great grandfather was like, they were like the heads of their village. Like, why would they want to like, you know, why would they just, leave? why would they, they had a beautiful home, which I, I went voluntarily years ago. who would voluntarily yeah. leave. Imagine having a beautiful home and just deciding one day, eh, you know what? I think I just want to go live in a refugee camp. Yeah. Yeah. So they were left to live in a refugee camp in Lebanon, which I don't know if anyone, not everybody knows this, but like at the time, Lebanon did not want Palestinian refugees at all. And the it and I'm as I've grown up I realize I I now understand like I know a lot of because Pal Palestinians mostly went to either Jordan or Lebanon a lot of the refugees yeah. and the ones I know whose families went to Jordan like 
they have such a different experience. But the ones who went to Lebanon had a very terrible experience because not only do the Lebanese treat them as very second, well, not even, they're not citizens. They're, they never got citizenship, but they treated them as this refugee population that they did not want at all. And also there at that same time, while my dad was growing up, like Israel occupied Lebanon in 1982. And so like they constantly had the, they constantly had Israel on them in Lebanon as well, even as they were in refugee camps. So yeah, like there was no, fucking there sad. Was no and that's one, that's just one story of one family of the 700,000 that were forced to leave at that time or, and then that's not including the thousands that died in different massacres that happened throughout different villages. And so it's yeah. it just, you know, for you, you, you said earlier that, you know, when I, when you shared this story, you were told that it was a lie. I, I recently for the kind of the first time ever posted on Instagram sharing that, you know, when, whenever my parents have ever told me any stories about their childhood. And I mean, like, they're not even upset. They're not even sad. Like my mom, I I have, there's a story my mom told me about her getting a A on one of her exams in her classroom. And as soon as the teacher was announcing that my mom had the highest grade on this test in the, in the classroom, missiles, bombs, all sorts of things started going off. And she hid under the desk. And all she could think of was like, I really hope I live through this so that my mo- my mom and dad can know that I got the highest grade on this test in my class. Like, I, I hope I don't die today. And this is my mom in elementary school. Like, and, and, and when I share stories saying that my mom and dad witnessed their parents being dragged by force outside of their home, lined up outside. And I know my mother, when she tells this story, this isn't fucking made up. She's like, they would line them up outside and they would literally threaten to kill them if they didn't do whatever they wanted them to do, leave the house, uh, go here, do that. Just also, they would just fuck with them for no reason. Yeah, so just that's like, an abuse of the occupation is to, to dehumanize and humiliate Palestinians at every turn of their lives to make their lives a living hell to break down any sort of hope or or fight inside of them because I mean that's that's just a tactic and and it's so and it's and it's still happening till this day and the reason I know that is I shared a photo or a video sorry a video this happened Mm -hmm. two days ago in Sheikh Jarrah where Palestinian people who by the way for again for those of you don't know these attacks started during the holy month of Ramadan. And on the day of Eid, which is a day of celebration that marks the end of Ramadan, which is literally, and I keep emphasizing this, it's the equivalent of Christmas because I know how much you fuckers love Christmas. I love Christmas too. So imagine on fucking Christmas day, mm-hmm. kids literally crying and hiding because bombs are going off and they're fucking terrified. So, so apparently the only thing that matters is like fucking, uh, you know, I, I whatever, I'm just annoyed now, but Basically, the point is, it's that they were flying kites with their families, just families and children, and IDF soldiers were taking kites away from them. And I got a DM saying from a, a right wing extremist in Israel saying, well, that's because they tie bombs to kites. I'm sorry, when has a child ever tied a bomb to a kite? Why? Who the fuck are these children? Like, I don't understand. I, I mean, it's cool that they think like Palestinian children are like so like advanced and like impressive. But like, yeah, they're, the Palestinian children are just not happening. They're just trying to like be children. They just want yeah. to like fly kites. And even that is not a lot. But yeah, basically, um, I got a little sidetracked. But, you know, I talked about my parents' experience. And I was just told repeatedly 
this is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. Your parents are liars. Your parents are terrorists. You're a terrorist. And, and there was a lot of also victim blaming, like people saying, well, if that's what happened to your parents, I'm sure that it's because they were terrorists. Yes, my 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 mother, who was in elementary school, was a terrorist. You're, you're like, what they, the fuck they are also you saying? Love terrorists. Like, oh I'm sorry. God, literally, these are just human beings, like literally living under oppressive occupation. I don't know how many times we have to say it like that. And I I t- I, I made a promise to myself after what I've experienced the past few days with people in my DMs that I will never argue with a person or try to reason with a person who won't acknowledge Mm -hmm. that there is an occupied people an oppressed Mm -hmm. people and an occupier and an oppressor in this situation. Because if you don't recognize that all of your arguments are baseless and it is a fact that Palestine is occupied territory. There's nobody that there is no place of higher power that doesn't denies that it is literally what is happening to them. So when people come into my DMS acting like Palestinians just appeared out of nowhere magically in Israel and decided to terrorize the Israeli people, that's just, absolutely makes no sense. And also using just human logic, why in the fucking world would, would Palestinians be so upset and like this be going on? Like if, if it was for not, if their lives were so wonderful and like this whole, you know, narrative that these right-wing extremist Israelis try to push, like, it's just not, it doesn't make any sense. Like they don't want to live this life. This is not what they want. When you make someone, when you take everything away from someone, including their dignity, their human, like just their, their right to live, their, their freedom of speech, their freedom of movement, like, what do you want from them? You want them to lay down and die. You want them to just take it and just live a life of nothingness, a life of terror and violence and pain, and not even have the human dignity to feel like they, they try to resist their oppressors. Like that's disgusting. That is genocide. It's, it is genocide. And, and, you know, when I talk to my family in Gaza, you know, obviously again, like I said, there's really not much I could do other than, you know, speak about it. And when I ask them, like, is there anything you want? Is there anything I can do? Please tell me. And all they ask for is they ask for me to pray for them, but also they, they ask for me to continue speaking out, to continue posting about it because I, for the, I think a lot, and a lot of people share this for the first time ever do think that if we continue speaking up about this and if enough people care, it will yeah. put pressure on the U.S. government to do something to stop what is happening right now. There, these it, it, feelings aside, Israel is committing war crimes. Okay, they are committing crimes. The United Nations has said this. Like this is these are just the fucking facts. I'm not making this up. This isn't based on my feelings or my emotions. This is what is happening. They what they are doing is illegal. This, this is objectively illegal. What's happening in Sheikh Jarrah is illegal. All of these things that are happening are illegal. They are crimes. They should not be happening. So knowing this, my the only thing that I want to ask everyone who's listening to this, please 
please talk about this. Please post about this. I don't care what your following is. I don't care if you feel like you, I don't really, I don't do stories. I don't post. I don't talk about politics. This isn't about politics. This is a fucking humanitarian crisis. People are dying. No one is asking you to talk about the politics. We are simply asking you to bring attention to the fact that Palestinians are currently suffering. They are suffering. They are dying. Six days. Imagine six days of sitting in your fucking house and hearing bombs going off day and night. They have not slept. They cannot leave their homes. And I also want to clarify, some people are like, well, why don't they just leave? People in Gaza can't leave. They can't leave. The amount of people, like, there are very select people who are able to enter and exit Gaza. There is a blockade for people who are wondering, well, why don't you go to Gaza? If I go to, first of all, if I try to go to Gaza, there is a very high possibility they will not let me in because you know what? They don't want American casualties. That's what they don't fucking want because then that's a problem for them. And yeah. And, and, and people in Gaza, let me just put it to you this way. Masjid al-Aqsa, Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. People in Gaza, there are people who have lived there their whole life. They are born there. They have never been to Jerusalem because they are not allowed to leave Gaza. Okay. These are not free people. They are oppressed in every sense of the word. So they live in an open air prison. That's why they say it's an open air prison because there's literally no in or out and everything is controlled by the Israeli government, including what the amount of food they get, the amount of water they get, the medical aid they get, how the, much electricity they, they get, even which they give them the minimal amount, the minimal amount. I'm sure if they could get away with it, they would give them none. But like, like imagine two hours of electricity a day. Imagine that two hours, if that two hours of electricity a day, not to mention the countless times they've gone without electricity for extensive, extended periods of time. And the other thing that I really also want to bring attention to is Gaza is currently, Gaza is being demolished. That's what's happening. They are, the Israeli military is leveling Gaza because they're doing what they always do. They're, they're occupying. They're, they're getting ready for all the shit that they have fucking planned. They don't give a fuck how many people have to die. I want you to think about the fact that these are people who are already struggling just to live, just to get by. And if you don't consider the fact that their homes have been demolished, their places of business have been demolished. My cousin, my first cousin, who is my age, just opened a salon in Gaza City and it was demolished three days ago. That is her livelihood. There's no insurance. There's no... Yeah, there's... there's She's not going to get paid back for this. Like, that's it. Sucks to suck. That's literally... They're like, oh, well, that sucks. These people are in dire need of help and we can do that. We, we have freedom. We have freedom of speech. We can speak about this. People in Gaza don't have that luxury, but we are living in a position of privilege. And I am aware of that. And I've been attacked countless times saying, Oh, must be easy for you to say that you don't live there. Well, you know what? I don't live there because my parents had to leave. Okay. My mom tells me every day, I wish, I I wish I never left Gaza. I regret ever leaving there because there is so much generational trauma and there is so much guilt, survivor's guilt that comes with it because she's thinking about the fact that her two little sisters live in Gaza and she's terrified that they will die and they can die. It is possible that they can right now. It's possible. And, And she's just sitting here helpless. These are human beings. These are people who did not ask for any of this to happen. And to not speak about it does make you a monster. I I agree. And I know a lot of people feel so far removed from it and so kind of distanced. And also 
So the, it comes from privilege to feel these things. But like as Noor said, our voices are so important right now and they really are making a difference. People protesting makes a huge difference as well. Like if there is a protest in your town, I really urge you to go and to show up and because this is this is how thing this is how change happens in the face of crazy power imbalances. Like the people have to rise up, the people have to speak up and like we are privileged as Palestinians whose fa- whose families were forced to leave decades ago. Like they and and we now live in America and are able to speak out and all of this like I that's why I can't stop posting. I know like I'm sure so many people are annoyed by me, people who just don't give a fuck. They're like okay, like they feel so far removed from it and I get that, but like it it's just it's not, you're not that far from it. Your tax dollars literally go into funding this. So you're really not that yeah. far from it. And it's not even just America. Like I, I, there's a lot of other countries that also fund Israel. So. Absolutely. Know, and, and I think that it is all of our problems. I think that as much as this could be a difficult conversation for you to have, and you might have to deal with people questioning your support. My recommendation to you is if you don't believe it's going to be a productive conversation, don't engage. And I can't stress that enough. However, if you do believe that there is something productive that can come of it, why can't we learn together? Why can't we, why, why, why is, why is it so hard for you to care about something that you don't know every last detail about? Because I got to be honest with you when I stand up and, and speak out, against homophobia or racism. Do you think that I know about every movement or every single detail of the history of those things in America? No, I don't. I'm not an expert. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to be someone who cares about human lives and people being murdered. There is a genocide happening. And I, I know I'm being redundant. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's because... I can't stress this enough. Yeah. We have to care. We have to care. No one gives a fuck about your fucking outfit posts. No one gives a fuck about your hauls. No one gives a fuck about your nails. No one gives a fuck about anything you're doing right now. And it is so incredibly insensitive to go on living your life. And if you're not going to say anything about it, at least at the very fucking least, shut the fuck up. Absolutely. I have been so disgusted. Like, it's, it is extremely hurtful to, I just want you guys to know, it is extremely hurtful to the Palestinian people to see people right now posting so casually, posting things so frivolous and, and just so privileged while this is still going on. I know it, it's uncomfortable for you that you can't continue living your capitalist privileged life, but like, I, it's just, I, there's no words for just how like you out shouldn't. of touch tone deaf it is. It's so out of touch, and I and I I understand. Like I've always stood by the Black Lives Matter movement, and I was like incessantly posting during that time, you know, things in support of it, and you know, completely muted my channels for almost two months, um, not for any reason other than like I just didn't feel right. It felt gross to do to post anything else while this was going on, and while these voices needed to be heard. And I understand to the furthest degree 
how a lot of black people in America probably felt seeing people continuing their lives as if nothing was happening during that time. Like that is just, it's painful. It hurts. And it's disgusting. Like Like, I I shouldn't have to scroll through Instagram and see one post talking about how someone just came across photos of dead Palestinian babies, which I unfortunately did also come across. And I, I wish I never had to see that ever. No one should have to see their child burnt, their baby, their infants, infants, baby infants. And, and then the next slide is someone talking about, so I got a new pair of leggings and I know a lot of you guys have been asking where they're like, Oh my God. What? What? And I get it. Like they feel like it's so, it's so irrelevant to them, but it's not. And it's disgusting. If you feel like it's irrelevant to you, that is just your, that is privilege in action. That is privilege in action. And we, you're not using your privilege to free people. Like you're not using, you could use your privilege to free people to like fight injustice and you're choosing not to because your life is so comfortable. It's, it's truly, it's and, you know, truly disgusting. Too. Me and Nora could literally go on and continue posting fashion yeah. and all the shit. Yes. We could totally do that. But like we're, we more, I can't physically do that knowing what is happening. I, even if I wasn't Palestinian, I, I, I thought about this long and hard. I'm like, I would never just carry on posting while people are mourning the loss of so many lives and terrified for their safety and terrified. Like how, how do you just continue existing? And this is coming from someone who my job is posting on Instagram. Maria's job, one of her jobs, she, she, yeah. Yes. a job that I honestly need the money for. Yeah. I, I have to cancel it. And I'm, I'm not saying everybody should cancel their, 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 you know, things. I'm privileged enough that I was able to cancel it and not like, and I can still pay my bills, but like I couldn't bring myself to post a sponsored post two days ago while Gaza was being bombed to shit yeah. on Aid on our, on our, on their holiday. I couldn't. And like, dude, I don't even know. I, th- I'm getting riled up, but like, I, I, it's just, I I know that a lot of times people will say posting on social media doesn't make a difference. You know it, that that's not true. You know that that's not true. We know that that's not true. It is, we live in a different world. And I like to think that we are, as globally, we are becoming more self-aware, more aware of our privilege and more aware of things happening to people around the world that don't affect us. You don't have to be Palestinian to care about what's happening to people in Palestine. You don't have to be Muslim. You don't have to be Christian. You don't have to know anyone. You don't, you, you don't have to have a tie to care. Okay. I am not a part of the LGBTQ community. I am not a black person. I am not an Asian person. And yet I care because I am a human And I care about the suffering of other human beings. So if you care about the suffering of human beings and you have not spoken up about this, please, please speak up about it. And don't, not too late. Don't, don't be intimidated by people sending you bullshit arguments or calling you anti-Semitic. Ignore them. It's false. Ignore them. Ignore them. And, and 
I, I, I've seen things about this today, you know, for the first time, I'm seeing a lot of stuff where like this, this whole narrative of you're an, you're anti-Semitic. It's just, it, it's, it's just not true. It's just not true because why, why would the, the human giving people human rights, any people mean you hate Jews. No one is saying free Palestine and kill all Jews. Not, no one is saying that. We are no. just saying let no, Palestinian people yes, have rights. They did lose. They did lose all of their land, but at this point, we're not saying give them, remove the people who don't remove the Israelis. No, we just want you to stop fucking killing the Palestinian people and torturing them and occupying them. That's and, all we're asking. And that's I, not anti-Semitic. And literally, I don't even live in Palestine, and I'm experiencing even this tiniest amount of. Israeli right-wing extremists harassing me. And I can only imagine what it feels like to be a Palestinian living in occupied Palestine and having and to pass there. by these people on the street and feel their hatred because that is what they are told to do by their government. Imagine any government inciting hate and telling you to hate people. How is that a respectable government? A government that trains people to hate others, to wish death upon them. That's not. And and not just that, they're not just, it's you're asking your people to wish death upon the people you are already occupying and already making their lives a living hell. Like, how fucking evil is that? It's to perpetuate that forever until the Palestinian people are gone. That's why, and it's like, they're, they're t- tactical. They do it little by little. That's why you're seeing it right now in this neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah. This has happened. This is not the first time this has happened. This has been happening starting in 1948. They consistently take and take and take and remove and dispossess and murder until they're doing it until it's done. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking sad. And I also wanted to bring up like, Oh, I lost my train of thought. It was such a good train of thought. There's oh. just so, there's so many things, but um, I, I'm currently, in case anyone is wondering, I'm, I'm reading texts um, from from my family in Gaza. We're in a group chat, and um, uh, one of my aunts just said that her eldest son's friend was apparently he just found out he is his best friend. He was killed, and he and so th- like this just I literally just got this text, and so she's basically asking for us to, to pray for him because like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, imagine, imagine just constantly receiving calls, texts. If, if your phone is working saying yeah. your, your best friend is dead. Your neighbor is your neighbor's whole family is dead. Um, Oh, if you have five minutes to evacuate your house, you have 60 seconds to evacuate your house. And and to clarify, when they're when they receive these calls telling them that their houses are going to be bombed, what what a kind thing to do. Where where do you think these people evacuate to? Where can they don't they, have bomb shelters. Where, where can they go? Where can they go? They have yeah. nowhere to go. And I, you know, I I went so I went to Israel and Palestine two years ago, and you know, obviously on my own accord, I was not on a birthright trip, so I was able to see things very objectively on both sides, and. Even within Israel, where there are Palestinians who are Israeli citizens, it is incredibly segregated. Um, you know, there's it's not a, a bunch of Muslims, Christians, and Jewish people all living in harmony. No, it's Palestinian Arabs, 
Christian and not and Muslim living amongst each other. And then Jewish Israelis living amongst each other. There's no happy fairy tale that they try to talk about. And, um, and I, I went to the West bank, which is, you know, occupied territory. I saw the apartheid wall. Um, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I didn't even, I just, just standing by it and walking along it. I felt like this intense pain in my heart and just tears streaming. It was like just visually and just the presence of it, it is, it looks like prison. It's prison. These people are living in prison. Don't let them tell you anything else. Don't let them tell you anything other than that. The checkpoints are humiliating. They treat Palestinian people as if they are animals. And that's just what I saw. I saw that firsthand. I really did. And like, there's just no, there's no respect for human life for the Palestinian people. There really just isn't. There isn't. There and, really there, there isn't. And I saw, and honestly, Israel's the, or not Israel, <laughs> the entire place, you know, between the Jordan River and the sea, Israel, Palestine, whatever it you want to call it, is a beautiful place. And yeah. I understand so much why Israelis love it. Like, I, I don't take that away from them. I don't think that they shouldn't love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, but it's just so unfortunate that it's at the expense of the Palestinian people that they get to enjoy that place. It's just very unfortunate. And, you know, I was in the airport leaving Tel Aviv. And of course I was, you know, me and any other person with an Arab name were pulled to the side for extra screening as they do, which Mm -hmm. is just another racist thing um, that the Israeli government does, even though I'm an American citizen. Um, I just remember looking around and just like seeing all these people who, you know, they were like, they looked very European and, you know, they're obviously Israeli or Jewish people just like getting to enjoy a vacation there. And it, it literally made me so, so sad. It like, I was crying in the airport actually when I was leaving because I just felt I was witnessing the injustice, the unfairness, the inequality firsthand, you know, like, and I don't blame those people for enjoying it. And I don't blame them for being allowed into this place and because of their religion, that's not, they, they didn't choose that. I blame, I blame the Israeli government and I blame Zionism and I blame the people who continue perpetuating the occupation of the Palestinian people. It's just not fair. It's really not. And I've met many Israeli people in my life. I've met people who are Jewish who have been to Israel. And like, it's always kind of an awkward conversation because like our experiences are so different, mm-hmm. but it's in the same place. Mm-hmm. And I always get a sense of like they're them feeling a bit of guilt and like, I mean, yeah, how could you not feel guilty when you know that like, you know, this place so well, and then you see me, somebody who my family is actually from there indigenously. Like my family's not from Germany. My family's not from Poland. Yeah. They're from that land. That is where they were from forever. Yeah. And knowing that my dad has never set foot on his homeland because of, because of this because of the state of Israel and the way that they've ethnically cleansed the Palestinian people, that is just disgusting. It's so sad. No one should ever, no one should ever be prevented from visiting their home. Like, yeah, my grandma never returned. She's, she left when she was 13. She never saw her home again. I FaceTimed her when I was there and like, There's just no words for that. There's no words for that. 
And they want to tell me that it's not even true. So this is one story in of the millions of Palestinians that exist in this world today. Like this is just one story. Imagine there's such, there are sadder stories. There are more tragic stories. It's just, and then they expect us to just accept it, to accept it, to be quiet, to not tell the stories that are of our family, not, to not tell the stories of the people who are actively living, still living it. You know, like Maria was saying, this is just one story and there are so many more. Unfortunately, there is, I don't even, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I don't even know where to, what to choose from because there are so many tragedies and so many sad stories and so many losses. I mean, just off the top of my head in the last 48 hours, there is a mother who lost all four of her sons, her small sons, all children, four kids. She lost four of her kids to the Israeli military, four kids dead. Even to lose one of your children would devastate you for the rest of your life. But imagine a mother who's now lost four. There is a father who lost his wife and all of his children just this morning. There is a video of a boy circulating a few days ago where his father was killed and he's crying at his father's funeral. And then the little boy died. Maybe was it the very next day? It was no, yeah, it was like a day or two later. He was he was also murdered. His father was murdered, and he had to see his father's dead body. And then the very next day, that little boy also lost his life. And these are there are so many more tragic stories. There are so many more, and these are people. They're they're humans. Why why do you care when it happens in France or when something like this when someone dies? you know, Western white country and, but not to the Palestinian people, like check your humanity because it's so selective. If you don't, if you're not outraged by this. And this is not propaganda. No, we don't, we don't need to create propaganda. There are live streams that you can watch with your own eyes happening live. This, these are things that can't be altered. They can't be edited. Historical documentation, you know, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, free Palestine. Yes. Until backwards. Fucking. I, I will never, I will never ever, ever stop talking about this. And again, sure. the only thing that I want to say to you guys is please, please don't stop talking about it. Don't stop posting about it. Don't stop caring about it. If there is a rally happening, I'm going to one later this afternoon. Don't stop caring about the people of Palestine. Do not forget the people of Palestine because they do feel like they are forgotten. And no one should have to not only endure what they are going through, in addition to feeling like the world simply does not care. Yeah, I can't imagine what amount of hopelessness It's that- dehumanizing. Yeah, it's dehumanizing. And like for people who are like, well, I just want peace. Well, for you, for if, if there's this quote unquote peace on both sides, it's only peace for Israel because the occupation continues and occupation inherently is violence. It's inherently, it's inherently violent and Palestinian people will not stop enduring this violence until the occupation ends. So calling for peace on both sides should only mean ending the occupation. Because that otherwise it's only peace for one side. The victim, the victim shaming needs to end. The victim blaming needs to end. 
trigger warning, but when a girl is sexually assaulted and someone says, what was she wearing? That is exactly what's happening to the Palestinian people. Oh, you're being murdered? What were you guys doing? And that's where the reporting starts. Yep. It always starts when the Palestinians re- resist. Let's let's stop doing that. Let's stop blaming people who are desperate for their lives for whatever they might be trying to do to, to stay alive. And let's focus on the fact that they are living under occupation. And like Maria said, while the occupation exists, there cannot be peace because the Palestinians have not had peace in 73 years. And period. fucking period. Thank you guys for listening. Please, please post. If you think someone could learn something from this episode, share it with them. I also highly recommend, hold on. I mean, there's a podcast about Palestine. I'm going to link it in the episode description. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. I also encourage you to listen to that. Follow people on social media who are posting about Palestine and help engaging with their with their posts by sharing them, liking them, commenting on them, bookmarking them, DMing them to your friends, just constantly engaging with these posts. Please don't stop posting. I beg of you. And thank you so much, Maria, for taking the time to talk to me during Thanks this for. hell of a week. And I'm so grateful for people like you who I'm able to call and FaceTime with for hours. Yeah, and, it's a little therapy right now for and, us. And 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 share my pain and 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 have someone who is caring and listening and and experiencing the same pain as me. And and if you have friends who are Palestinian, please check on them. Yeah, it really means a lot. It does. Honestly. I I will. And I've been hurt by not hearing from certain people. Same. To be honest. So it does make a difference checking in on your Palestinian friends. And as always. Don't be an asshole, guys. I'm not even going to tell you to floss your teeth or wear your sunscreen. Just let's just skip to just don't be a fucking asshole. Free Palestine. Free Palestine. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Maria, I love you.